No further words from me. I'm going to introduce today's speaker. He's a man that you will probably recognize considering he just got off the stage playing drums. You may also know that he is a doctor, and his name is Dr. B.J. Steckity. Come on up. He's also a really good friend of mine, so I just didn't want to ruin his story. <laughs> Come on, B.J. Well, good morning. morning. How you fellas doing this morning? Uh, Let me see if I get my iPad loaded up here. Well, I'm really excited to be here and speak with you guys this morning. Um, It's been a while since I've spoken in front of a group, um, and I don't think I've ever spoken here, so I'm pretty excited about it. Got a good group of guys here. Look around. We got a good group of guys, good looking guys all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I got a couple of uh, photos they're working on in the back there. So um, until he's ready to go with that, if he's ready to go with that, um, I'm just going to introduce myself. I'm Dr. BJ Steckity. I am a chiropractor. Uh, my practice is in Jenison. Um, and I've been in practice for just over 15 years now. Um, yeah, that's me, just like that. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, a father, husband, father of six. I have six children, okay? Um, and I do have an awesome picture of my family that hopefully we'll be able to stick up there. But, uh, you know, I love my wife. What can I say, right? How many guys here love their wives? Yeah, look at that, all those hands. What can I say? She can't keep her hands off me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, something like that. So, in my profession, I've been very blessed to help a ton of people. Um, I've traveled all over the world. Um, for up until COVID, I actually traveled with the World Championship speed skating team as their sports physician. Um, so, I it's been a lot of fun working with athletes. It's kind of one of the things that I specialize in. We would take a look care of a lot of families at the practice, um, a lot of kids, uh, but I really specialize in athletics um, and sports injury, that kind of thing. Uh, being a professional athlete myself for uh, many years, it's been, you know, when I say professional athlete, I mean, I was at the like world class level, but in a sport that nobody knows about, which is speed skating. So, uh, but still, I got to travel the world. I got to work on a lot of athletes. Again, I got an awesome picture that I can put up, maybe, maybe. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit of background on me. Um, today, we're going to talk about alignment. That's something, it's a term that I use every day uh, at the office in my profession. Um, because aligning the spine is very, very important. Uh, So that's something that we're going to talk about today. And the definition of alignment, this is what I pulled up from Webster's Dictionary, is to put in correct order or appropriate relative position or to come together in agreement or alliance. That is the proper definition of alignment. Now, from a chiropractic perspective, we're looking at the spine. Now, my spine's been in better shape here. How many guys' spines have been in better shape, huh? 
Has there, everyone in, in here, anyone been to a chiropractor? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, look at all those hands. Lots of people. All right. So a lot of you will hear a lot of terminology that, uh, that you probably heard before. So this is a model of your spine. So this is the front side of the spine. This is the back side of the spine. Your spine has some natural curvature from front to back, and it should be fairly straight from the sides here. So you have 24 different segments of movable bone. In between each bone is a disc. The discs serve a couple of purposes. They keep the bones off one another. They allow a little bit, a little bit of shock absorption. But the most important thing they do is they lift the bones apart and create the space for the nerve to come out in the back. All right? Your nervous system runs from your brain down your spinal cord and out 31 different pairs of nerve roots. Each one of those nerve roots goes to a different part of your body, okay? Every tissue, every organ, every system is controlled through a nerve impulse that's sent by your brain, all right? Now, your spine is designed to house and protect that. So all of these nerves go into all these different parts of your body. Um, you know, they say the nervous system is so complex that if you take away all the other tissues, you take away your skin, take away your musculature, and you leave just your skeleton and your nervous system, it is so extensive that you can still see features on your face, okay? So it's very, very complex and very sophisticated. Now, the spine is designed to house and protect that. Now, my job as a chiropractor are to find different misalignments in the spine and line those back up. It's a biomechanical process. It's uh, fairly straightforward, but it takes a little practice to, and some knowledge to be able to do. And that's something that I do on an everyday basis. Patient walks in, I, we kind of chit chat for a little while, and I palpate their spine, figure out where those fixations are, perform a gentle chiropractic adjustment, and line everything back up. Thus doing so, it, re it re restores the nerve impulse, takes away muscle spasm, inflammation, all that fun stuff. So that's a little bit into my world. Um, you know, when I was thinking about the message, it's, this has been a while now. I, uh, I don't know, it's been probably over a year that I just felt God has put it on my heart to just share with you guys. Um, and I just kept saying no, you know. You got any stubborn guys in the room? You know, God tells you to do something, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Nope, not me. Um, finally, I, uh, I talked to Pastor Tom, and I was like, you know, I think this is probably something I should do. Um, and he's like, okay. And he comes back to me the next week. He goes, why don't you talk about alignment? That sounds like something that would be good for you to talk about. I was like, sweet. So that's how I got here. Uh, but that being said, we went over the definition, and we went over kind of the chiropractic definition. So my question to you guys is, how is your alignment? Not with your spine. How's your alignment? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. What's well, one of the best ways we can stay in line with Father? Reading the word. Everybody knows that. Well, everybody here knows that, right? We hear it all the time. Hear it from Pastor Duane. Hear from Pastor Tom, hear from Tim. Alignment, you know? So, with that, having an upbringing. Um, when I grew up, I grew up uh, Christian Reformed. Uh, my parents were great, 
I had an awesome childhood. Um, my dad was fantastic. Uh, he, we read the Bible. Uh, we did devotions in the evening at the dinner table. We always had dinner at the table, always. And me and my two sisters, my mom and dad, you know, you get into the normal family stuff, but hey, I, I always enjoyed watching my dad with people. That's something that I think he's just blessed with. He never talks about it, but it's something that he's blessed with. He just, just people are just attracted to him, and they have been his whole life. And I saw that from a very, very young age. You know, we'd be sitting around the table, we'd do our devotion, we'd eat our dinner, and all of a sudden the phone would ring. Dad would answer, and he goes, yep, I'll be right there. And he'd leave in the middle of our family time. I got to go take care of someone. Someone needs me. You know, his, his, our home line was always the emergency office line. Um, for those of you that don't know, my dad is a chiropractor as well. He's been in practice for about 52 years now. He is 75 and says he's never going to retire. So he's still seeing patients. But growing up, that's, that's just, that was just normal. And, you know, we'd be at church or we'd be at an event somewhere or whatever, and someone would be like, ah, you know, this is kind of bothering me here. Oh, this is kind of bothering me here. My dad would be like, all right, let's go. Right here. I'm going to adjust you right here. We got a chair. We got a bench right over here. I'm going to take care of you right now. You know, from a, being a business owner, from a business perspective, looking at that now, what I saw as a kid, not the great business model because he just give of his time, give of himself. And that's what I grew up watching. So since I was this big, I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor. I just knew it through and through. Nothing else I ever wanted to be. Then came school. You know, not everybody learns the same. There's got to be some guys in here that they are, what is that, type A personality. You read something, it is ingrained in your brain, and you can recite it right back, like right away. Okay? Any guys like that in here? Yeah? And that's not me. That's just not me. I am hands-on learner. And when I went to school, you just kind of started getting into that of, okay, different types of learning styles and whatnot. But it was, it's not like mainstream like it is now, where they can, like, from a very young age, this is how this person learns. This is how this is. So we're going to go into this small group and this small group and this small group. Anyone that's got young kids knows that pretty much all schools do really well with that these days. When I was a kid, they didn't. You just, everyone got the same. So when I got into school, into chiropractic school anyways, um, it was very difficult for me. Um, you know, it's about a six and a half, seven year program. And once you get into the doctorate program, you have to have a bachelor's degree to get into the doctorate program. And then that six and a half years, they condense it down to three and a third years. And what that means is that you're taking pretty much a triple load of any other college. So typically, anyone got a college degree here? They've been to college? Okay, quite a few guys. So if you remember back to your college days, you would take 16 credits, two semesters a year. That was a full load. 16 credits, two semesters, 32 credits a year to get your degree for however many years your degree takes. So once I got into the doctorate program, um, they, did the they didn't do semesters, they did trimesters. So it was a year-long school. You get like a week to a week and a half in between each trimester. 
and each trimester was 32 credits, okay? So if you add that up, that's 96 credits a year. That's three times faster than a full load at any other school. And the reason they do that is because they want to sell you on their doctorate degree. If you can get a doctorate in three and a third years, okay? That doesn't mean you get less education. That just means you put your mouth around the fire hydrant of knowledge and they turn it on full blast, okay? There's no partying, there's no work, there's no family, there's nothing but school for three and a third years, okay? So my schedule looked like this once I got into that program. I'd go to school at 7 o'clock in the morning, classes start at 7.30, I'd have, I'd have eight classes throughout the day. I'd get an hour lunch break-ish, and I'd be done with classes by about 3.30. So it's kind of like a high school schedule, you know? Like, you just have a lot of classes. And then you take a couple of hours, then you usually have a couple of labs at night. And that would be four days a week. And then Friday, we had a slow day. We only had five classes on Friday and no labs. So in between class and food, you went to the study hall and you studied. Because what would happen is... Usually four of those classes, I don't want to say they're fluff classes, but you'd have maybe 10, 15 pages of notes for an exam. And then four of them were like serious anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, all the normal stuff. And they would say, all right, I was going to bring a book with me, a big textbook. They put a textbook down, boom, here's 100 pages of notes. You have two weeks to memorize them. Two weeks you'd have an exam. You'd have a quiz in there somewhere too. That was one class. Then the second class, same thing. 100 pages of notes right here. Two weeks, you got an exam. Memorize it. Third class, fourth class. So by the time you got through all your classes in that two-week period, you have 800 pages of notes to memorize. Anyone ever cram for an exam while you're in school? Stay up all night? I don't care who you are. There is no cramming for that amount. Because what would happen is the exams would kind of pile up on each other. And you'd have an exam week. So you'd have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just exams. So you'd have eight exams in one week with, you know, 100 pages of notes for four of those classes. It added up, and it was tough. And for me, the way I learned wasn't very conducive for the way I learned. So I struggled a lot, and I failed a lot. And I wish I could say, hey, I was that straight A student. I'm that doctor. You want to come see me? I have that knowledge. I'm that straight A. But no, that wasn't me. I was the guy that failed out my first year. I took eight classes. I failed four of them. That was my first trimester. My second trimester, I took just those four classes that I failed. I failed two of those. They put me on academic probation. Probably the hardest, up to that point, probably the hardest point in my life was sitting in front of all these, you know, they put me in this room and I sat in front of those eight, ten guys, you know, different scholars of the college. And they say, why should we let you stay here? You're failing all your classes. Why should we let you stay here? And I had to convince them to give me another chance. They made me take a semester off, and then I came back and just took those two classes. In that semester off, 
I worked. You know, I had a young family, too. They say for this particular program, the divorce rate is 55%. So if you go into this program and you're married, 55% will be divorced by the end of the program because it's that intense. When I went down there, my wife and I, we'd been married for a little bit. We had our first child. She was 10 days old when we moved away from home. And then as we were there, every couple of years we had kids. So I had a young family. Hey, there they are. Look at that. So these are my five girls, my wife and my son. Oh, that poor boy. <laughs> I, he's surrounded by beautiful women, so he can't have it that bad. And he will be a great husband someday. Um, but yeah, it was tough. It was really tough. And in that semester off, you know, I, sp uh, I tried to stay aligned. You know, I'm going to keep trying to get back to this. I kept reading my Bible. I kept praying. I struggled. But God said it was going to be okay. So in that semester off, I had a dream. This is something, I, I don't remember too many dreams. My wife, how many have wives that remember dreams? Yeah? How many have wives that remember dreams that you did something wrong and you got in trouble the next day and, and it was all in their dream? How, that is messed up, isn't it? I'm sorry, babe. What can I do? I'll make, you, I'll make you breakfast this morning. I'm sorry for messing up in your dream. I don't remember my dreams. I really don't. I mean, once in a while, I'll have one. But this one, this was a long time ago, and I remember it vividly. And I wouldn't say that it was like an audible voice, God speaking to me, but, and I'm not going to go into exactly what it was, but God let me know that my future the same as what my dad did. It's something that's been ingrained in me my whole life, was to help people, to give of myself to help people. And with that, I knew that I just, I, I couldn't give up. It was tough, but I couldn't give up. You know, when you are tempted to quit, it just means that what God gave you in your heart to do is significant. How are you aligned? You aligned with this world? Or are you aligned with Father? So fast forward a little bit. I made it through. Um, it didn't get any easier, but I made it through. My wife would go over notes with me every night. I think she knows more than I do. And, you know, I'd go and I'd take these tests, and she'd be like, babe, you got this. She's amazing. She is my cheerleader. She's my best friend. There's nobody in my life that has encouraged me more than my wife. And she'd be like, you got this, babe. You got this. And I'd go in, and I'd come back out. And she'd be like, how'd you do? I don't know. It was horrible. And she's like, what do you mean? You knew this stuff last night. Well, after all of this, I figured out that my brain doesn't work like everyone else's brain. So that when I see specific questions, it mixed things up. And there's a whole technical term for it. I won't go into that. Um, and she's like, look, you need to go and get some help. And I was like, I'm not getting help. I can do this on my own. She's like, babe, <laughs> you know what happened in the last two years? You need to get some help. So I did. So I went and got some help. They said, yep, yeah, this is what we're going to do. This is 
we have this with a lot of people, so we're going to set you in the separate room. We're going to give you extra time. We're going to have someone in there that can help. And, uh, and I made it through. So we get through most of that, and I get into the clinical stuff where it's like, okay, now I have all this background knowledge. And what they do is they present you with a patient. You know, and this patient, you got to ask specific questions. And from the answers that you get, you take this, all this knowledge and you narrow it down to here. Okay, now we're over here. And then you ask a couple more questions, and you take that, and it narrows it down to here. And then you get onto the really nitty-gritty stuff, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to ask these very, very specific questions. And it takes you down, and it's like a funnel, okay? So you have all this knowledge, and you have to funnel it down with a patient that's coming to you presenting with you something. It's called diagnosis. And all of a sudden, all this knowledge that I struggled to get started coming to life with me because I got someone in front of me. I got Ricky sitting right here saying, dude, I have this problem. And I'm like, all right, tell me about that problem. And then I can, take all, I can take all that knowledge and figure out how to fix it, how to fix them. So we fast forward a little ways, I st and I uh, started practice. So my whole life, I wanted to be a chiropractor. I wanted to work with my dad. I wanted to do what he does. And, oh. That first year in practice was rough. First five years in practice was rough. You know, I got out of school. My dad had some health issues. The person that he was practicing with took advantage of him financially in the worst possible way. So I get out of school expecting to go into this flourishing practice, and all of a sudden, this guy that's not my dad that owns the building says, as long as I own this building, you'll never work here. What do I do? How are you guys aligned? When you're faced with adversity, something that you've been dreaming about your whole life, and all of a sudden it's yanked out from underneath you, and you're sitting there with a family, with kids, student loans that you have to pay back and nowhere to go, how are you aligned? It was rough. Typically, don't like to share financial numbers with people, but my first year in practice, as a doctor of chiropractic, I made $9,422. $9,000. I had a family of three. I should say family of five. Three kids. I ended up getting jobs here and there on the side. Delivered a lot of pizzas. A lot of pizzas. That's a great college job, by the way. You got teenage kids, it's good money. You know, some of us are so used to scarcity that abundance doesn't even feel normal to us. And when God brings that abundance, we reject it because we've never known it before. When you go through seasons in life where you have that scarcity, and you stay faithful, you stay aligned, God brings abundance. We have to recognize that. <clears throat> you know, fast forward a bunch of years now. Things work out. I do a couple, I do a couple years of practice by myself. My dad comes with me. We start a new practice together. And 
things gradually build and get better and better. And my dad gets to about retirement age, and he's like, I'm never going to retire. And I was like, okay, well, at least let me take over the practice. I'll buy everything from you. Uh, you can still work, and I'll just, you don't have to do anything. You come, show up, do your thing, adjust your patients. I'll take care of everything. I'll take care of all the business stuff. And he's like, cool, I like that. I ended up moving the practice to downtown Jenison. Now, my dad was in practice um, with a couple of guys when he first started. Um, and then after about 15, 20 years, the practice got super big, and he moved from there to a different location and then had this other guy come in with him. So uh, these two docs that I've known for my whole life, um, they uh, approached my dad. I was like, hey, you think DJ would be interested in buying my practice? One of them wanted to retire. Uh, my dad's like, I don't know, ask him. So I get talking with this guy, and it's someone that I've known forever. He used to be dad's partner. Um, I was like, sure. And it works out. I buy his practice from him. I take it over, and instantly, instantly, my practice doubles. In all that time, my wife and I decide to buy a roller rink. <laughs> Who buys a roller rink, really? <laughs> I have a whole long backstory about that, but I'm like out of time already, and I'm not even through half of this anyways. Anyways, um, so we buy this roller rink, I buy this new practice, and we are busy, man. We are all over the place. Busy, busy, busy. Um, but in that, we went from that scarcity to that abundance. And it's all because we stayed aligned. How many here have little kids? Little kids? Okay. You guys know what it's like. How do you stay aligned when your kids are up all night long, when you're not sleeping? Late nights, no sleep. You have four kids, they all come down with croup. For the next 100 days, you are up every 45 minutes. You're sleeping in 45-minute intervals for 100 days. 100 days. It's no joke. They call it the 100-day cough. All four of my kids had it all at once. It was hard. How do you stay aligned? You got to stay in that word. How about when you're 20-year-old? make stupid choices. Your perfect 20-year-old. The child that you bragged about more than anyone else because they were just perfect. All of a sudden, they start making dumb choices. How do you stay aligned? How do you stay aligned when every single piece of advice is, ah, don't worry, they'll come back. You've sown good seed into that child. Don't worry, they'll come back. They know. God hasn't taken their hand off them. They know. I'm just going to be real with you guys. I can't tell you how many times I want to punch someone in the throat for giving me that advice. I mean, let's be real. It just made me angry. But how's your alignment? You're staying close to God? Staying in the Word? How about your marriage? All you guys love your wives. I already asked that, right? I love my wife. But my flesh body is buck wild crazy. It is. It's just what it is. How strong is your will? You know, I, I was a professional athlete for a long time, so I feel like my will is pretty strong. You're driving down the road and you see some ad on a billboard. What are you going to do? It's right there in front of your face 24-7. And don't even get me started about social media and the internet. 
You guys got to protect yourself from that stuff. Everybody struggles with it. Everyone does. If you don't have a VPN on your personal device and computer, you need to get one. If you don't have an accountability partner that asks you every now and then, hey, how you doing? You need to get one. Because I don't care how strong your will is when that temptation is there. Your body's just crazy. How's your alignment? Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. I want my kids to see me struggle. I do. I want them to see me struggle. I want to set an example of how to come overcome adversity. You know, what good is listening to Christian radio in the car? If you're just sitting in traffic cussing people out. Hmm? You know, I went to lunch with my wife a little while ago. I got I to gotta tell you this story because I'm, I'm over, but I got to tell you. So we all got to lunch. We tried to, you know, do our thing. And uh, I got this big old truck that my wife bought for me last November because, you know, she's awesome. And she bought me this big F-350. So I go to back into this parking spot. I go past it, and I go to back in. Someone sneaks in. And this parking lot is full, okay? And I'm like, man, oh, well, what should I do? Yeah, I should just, ah, okay, I'll just go again. But you know what I did? I stood, I, st- I sat in my truck there, and I backed right up to the front of his car. <laughs> and I sat there. Because I wanted him to know that he was in the wrong. He took my spot. Right? <laughs> Come on, guys, let's be real. Who's got upset in the car? Huh? Uh, and of course, my wife's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, I, he needs to know he's in the wrong. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, okay, fine. And I went and I parked somewhere else. So we get out of the car. And my wife and I are kind of laughing about it. And we walk over to the restaurant and this guy comes walking up. And, he's, and I'm like, oh, no, man. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I shouldn't have done that. I was an idiot. <laughs> uh. You guys all know you've been there. You've all been there. Come on, let's be real. Right? That's right. How's your alignment today? When you communicate with the Lord on the daily basis, you just... You spend more time describing your problems or declaring God's promises. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That doesn't happen by accident. You got to be intentional about it. How's your alignment? I'm going to leave you with this. Good ways to stay aligned. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. If you're rejoicing at all times. You're in connection with Father. Pray without ceasing. That doesn't just mean at meals. That doesn't mean just in the morning. That doesn't mean that. Pray without ceasing. Have a constant conversation with the Lord. And give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you.
turn next to someone, tell them what you're thankful for. What are you guys thankful for? That's right. All right, sorry I went over, guys. Hope we're going to close it up with prayer here. Why don't you go ahead and bow your heads. Lord, thank you so much for this time that we had together as men. I thank you for each one of these guys here, each one of the families that's represented. I pray for those families, for those kids who are being influenced by these strong men of God, these blood-bought sons of the Most High. I thank you for that. I thank you for each one of these men. I thank you for this opportunity every Tuesday morning that we get to share and worship and be with you. In Jesus' name.